We're on. We're here. It's the Matt on Matt podcast. How you doing, bud? I'm doing good. What the fuck is going on with you? What do you mean? Are you fucking like manic? What the hell's going on? No, I'm not manic at all. I'm just okay. uh, have come to conclusions. Yeah. And these conclusions are going to lead to me being much happier. Good, 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 good. <laughs> so are, are we talking about it at all? Um, We'll put it this way. I'm pursuing the life I'd rather pursue. Yeah. That Matt's not managing restaurants anymore. I not that I good. didn't not that I didn't enjoy that. I did. Um, You'll just never admit that you that you didn't like it. I did. So here's the thing. Then why don't you me. do it? Because it's not what I want to do long term. And I'll okay. tell you why. And it's not because of the it's not the customers. It's not the job itself. It's the fact that. Every and this happened at the airport. It happened at Havelina. Every fucking restaurant I work in, it's like what I love about it is I love the service aspect. I love the people aspect. I love being a leader. I love being in out front with the crew. I, you know, the weirdos that work in the industry. It's fucking great. Okay. What I can't stand is that it seems. That once everybody in this industry reaches a certain level, they completely check out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I'm kind of, kind of on a very fast track to becoming a like full general manager of a of good spots in this city. Is that who? Is that what's going to happen to me? It might. And I don't. I just like I have other things, other creative endeavors that I am more passionate about that. You're also being pretty spread thin. I mean, cause you help out with the photography company and all that shit. So I mean, yeah. your schedule you were describing to me was not possible. Yeah. Not tenable. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, it was just, you can't keep doing that. And working ridiculous. 60 hours a week. Yeah. Fuck that. So I am going to focus all my energy on my creative passions, videography for forever photography, Right. podcast social media stuff uh, i want to create content for youtube i want to stream on twitch i'm gonna do the whole damn thing i'm gonna do stream on shit. twitch yeah i don't know what i'm gonna do but i'm gonna do something <laughs> you gotta do uh play madden or something you should play madden that. with me because i'm so bad at it dude i'm gonna pick you off so many times <laughs> it's like Matt. i'm i hate that game i've kind of come <laughs> to the conclusion i'm not good at video games Oh, dude, I'm terrible at video games. But here's the funny thing about it. Well, I always thought that these motherfuckers on YouTube and Twitch that like are multi-millionaire fucking video game streamers. I always thought, oh, they must be just phenomenal. No, no they're, they're all not. shit. They're dog no. shit at video games. No, well, I wouldn't <laughs> say they're dog shit, but they're not special. Yeah, it's it's not all special. about them. Like, it's exactly all about, like it's all about them and what they do when they play games. And so it's that's it. You don't have to be good no. at all. Like, you know how many times I've watched PewDiePie be fucking terrible at video games? Yeah. And he's the most subscribed single uh, creator in the history of YouTube. I recently fucking gave up on Jedi Fallen Order. I was playing it on medium mode, right? There's like there's story mode. There's Jedi Knight. And then there's Grandmaster Jedi Knight mode, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and I was like, I'm gonna be Jedi Knight. I I can play video games. I can hang. Can't <laughs> fucking hang. I got like two thirds of the way through, and I was I yesterday I spent around four hours on one boss, and like like having a fucking stroke, like, <laughs> and then eventually I just Google, can you change? Because I was I was worried about. Losing my all my shit if I set it to a different difficulty level, but you didn't lose any of your shit. You just set it to a different difficulty level. Then I played the game and it was fun, <laughs> and I enjoyed it. And it was like I got to be a Jedi running around the galaxy doing fun stuff, it's Jedi like, shit. I feel like this journey would have been expertly captured in a tw in multiple Twitch streams. Yeah, maybe. You'd I don't be hilarious. Do You'd be so funny. Yeah, I I also had to just be aware of what I put out there. That's it, true. It, it like <laughs> like 
uh, and Twitch is definitely something that the the kiddos are on, and so it's like I don't want to. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That Yeah, definitely something that the kiddos are on. Yeah, (laughs) like it's not like they can just sort of ignore it or my you know all my social media is locked down now except for our podcast twitter account and now instagram page <laughs> oh yeah we have an instagram page you finally made it <laughs> at matt on matt pod on instagram <laughs> i'm slowly adding everybody that i know people are hey people are following us back people are happy that right. you have some friends share it hey check us out man <laughs> do it oh and to be clear um i am indeed manic um but it is still you know it's it's it is a daily balance uh i had i had a nice depressive episode this morning to make me remember i'm uh i'm a piece of shit so we're good man we're good we're doing all right all right so you went to charleston how was yes oh yeah i've had a fucking uh i had a whole vacation since our last episode yeah i know um which delayed me posting the episode because i'm a jerk off but um (laughs) No, Charleston was fucking great. We drove down and um, some beautiful city. Drove. That's an interesting choice. Yeah, dude, you got a fucking car and you can take. I love road trips. How long was the drive? Um, In total, 12 hours. We split it six and six. That's not too bad. No, we split it six and six. It was Uh, fun. Cowards, you can't just go all the way. We can, but we didn't want to. We've done it before, dude. When we moved to New York City, we drove straight from Dallas to New York City. When I went to Colorado, I went straight from Dallas to fucking Colorado Springs. Jesus, how long was that? That was about 12, 13 hours. But it, it was it was it was brutal, especially coming back because coming back, you're being real careful because you got <laughs> some people waiting right at the state line, you know, mm-hmm. so you're, yeah. you're about five under the speed limit with your at up to date registration very much in view like you can't pull me over no I'm you're not, not doing anything wrong not doing anything wrong we're doing okay and it's you know it's just because it's just because uh people tend to speed a lot coming out of colorado no other reason right. whatsoever exactly no they other just, reason at all they just know that they're a little more liberal with the mm-hmm. uh the new speed mexico li- too, the speed keep limits in Keep in mind, like you also have to, you have to drive, you have to cross two state lines. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go through New Mexico and you have to go through Texas. Yeah, it's, and the uh, or Oklahoma and then Texas. The law Those are your choices. The law enforcement doesn't trust the super liberal speed limits that they have. Yeah, and right. that's why they're expecting you to speed when you come across the state line, and that's why they're upset. And that's that's why the it only takes about- reason they're upset. Uh, that's why they're camping out at the border <laughs> with their guns pointed straight into New Mexico. Yep. They're, they're not their not their guns, but they're, you know, eventually sometimes they're guns, but not but not the 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 speed gun. Yeah, 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 the radar gun. That's what yeah. you meant. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Yeah, so we drove. Yeah. It was a great time. Uh, Andrea and I are master road trippers. We love road trips. Podcasts. One, what podcasts did you listen to? Um, we listened to last podcast on the left. Of MK course. Ultra. MK. Yes. We oh, listened to the, at that time. Two episodes were out. So we listened okay, to two yeah. episodes of MK Ultra. We listened to quite a handful of uh, podcasts called Distractable. I haven't heard of it. Ah, I'll save it for later. Then that'll be my recommends. It's good shit. I like it a lot. All right. Um, And then other than that, you know, we'd cycle through some music here and there, but fucking great time. This is something that I was mentioning to you in text messages the other day. Andrea, I I call it chronic dehydration. The woman is just always fucking thirsty. Uh And I definitely just I, you know, I drink something. I'm perfectly fine. But my issue is. I drink something, I got to pee, period. Doesn't matter what it is. Oh, really? If I drink a liquid, I got to pee. So like road trip rules is I have one drink to her three because otherwise I'm the one that's stopping to pee, not her. She can have a fucking 
three bottles of water in the car and be fine from destination that's, to destination. See, me, I'm me. like, where's the fucking gas station? That's me. I can <laughs> hold it, man. I can hold it. I can't, dude. <laughs> but so get to Charleston. They got this great classic old Charleston house, Airbnb. The in-laws come and meet us. We have a great time. Eat some fantastic food. It's a beautiful city. Yeah, that's what I've heard is that the food is amazing in Charleston. Yeah, great like, food, great I've heard bars. Charleston's just awesome. Yeah, is basically what I've heard. I would be remiss if I did not mention because we did a lot of like history tour type stuff because that's uh-huh. I get off on that. I love that when I'm in a town. Was it super depressing there? The history? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine it was. Uh, literally. 40% of the hundreds of thousands of slaves that were brought into America during the slave trade, 40% of those slaves came in through Charleston. Jeebus. Correct. So on top of you know what it is as a city now, it has a very dark history and a dark history that you can fucking feel from the populace. Yeah, it is in much in line with some other classically southern cities like Savannah and other places that I have Savannah their like praises. That too. Yeah, yeah, they are they're they're segregated towns. I mean, every town is, but I I know, but for some reason in these towns, it just it hits harder, and I think it's the history behind it all. Yeah, you can feel it. You it's it's uneasy in that sense but i mean it still is a beautiful place and you can still kind of have a great time i watch i (laughs) I just made it sound like shit my bad dude no 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 (laughs) um i recently watched i think it was a buzzfeed not buzzfeed unsolved but one of those like ghost shows they have a Mm. ghost hunting show on buzzfeed yeah yeah it's actually like pretty good um just because dude that's the believer and the dude that doesn't believe shit yeah and they went to one in charleston at this old like slave prison Mm -hmm. that it's like this brick this red brick building that's hundreds of years old and they spent the night there and it was fucking terrifying yeah like the video like even the guy that doesn't believe was kind of like uh you know, when we leave, I'm gonna be happy. This is just weird. <laughs> this, this like the 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 he's like the vibe is off here, just because I know what it is. It, like <laughs> yeah. like like it, like it's not a good vibe. Like I don't think that there's. But then the guy that does believe, you know, he like he's seeing like like at one point this chair just sort of appears, and you're like, where the fuck did that come from? Like like he's walking through. And then all of a sudden in the middle of the hallway that he passes through at one point, he notices a chair is just sitting there. And then they they, they go towards, oh, they have one of those spirit boxes and they turn it on. And, you know, those things are so like, I don't know what to think about those things. But every now and then something comes out of them that's like really creepy. And that was one of them where he he just turned it on and it was on for maybe four seconds. And then it just goes, it's like doing that. <laughs> Like yeah. that static thing, and then it stops and it just goes, Ryan. <laughs> like, and the guy's name is Ryan. Yeah. And it was just like, oh my God, get out of there. Get out of there. What the fuck? <laughs> it was really, really creepy. And that yeah. was in Charleston. I'm, I'm like 98% certain that was in Charleston. Do you ever watch Ghost Adventures? Yes. Oh, yeah. Dude, Andrea is. Are- a huge, a diehard Ghost Adventures fan. And there was one where they went to the Lizzie Borden house. Again, another recent that was recently on last pod. Yeah. Yeah. So go to the Lizzie Borden house and they're doing one of the spirit boxes. And I've I've seen a million of those spirit box things where like they're like, do you have a problem with somebody in this room? And it's a million times it said, Zach, we don't like Zach because he's Uh. always like trying to poke poke the bear you know he's always yeah. like trying to instigate with them yeah there was one it was spirit box where 
like I'm not even talking like they yeah, you know, sometimes those things are like, I think they're saying this. No, this yeah. shit straight up said, tell them about the girl. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, oh God, it was so freaky. When I used to do those like haunted tours in Dallas, people would be like, do you believe in ghosts? And at, at this point in my life, I do not know if I believe in ghosts or not. You asked me 10 years ago, I'd been like, no, stupid. <laughs> but now but now I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I don't not believe in them. I don't think it's dumb to believe in them necessarily. You know, I, I do think, think some like, people are more sensitive to it than others. I could feel you on that. Everybody's brains and chemistry works differently. So I could see where you're coming from there. But I don't know if that just means some people are dumb and some people are smart. I think that may be a little more harsh. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I would say like, dude, I think I'm 99% sure that I believe in. I guess an easy way to say it was, yes, I believe in ghosts. I believe in history. Yeah. You know what I mean? I believe that history is a ghost in a lot of ways. And like, like, if you're in a town where 40% of all the enslaved people in America got shifted through there, that history is going to stick around. And I think you just perfectly described exactly what I was trying to say. So yeah, you're, I'm with you 100%. So like people are going to feel like it's not going to, it's not going to be a town with good vibes necessarily. Yeah. And like the vibe, especially if you're alone in like creepy buildings. That's yes. It's one of those things because like Savannah and Charleston were both towns that like I really enjoyed and had a fantastic time. But w- there's certain times when you're like, oh, that building there. And you're like, kind of you feel it. You're like, oh, all those old plantation homes. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Fucking crazy. It's just like I've, I've seen like. In Savannah, there's this like roadway, and I think it's leading to a plantation with like all these trees draped over the road. Yeah, I've been there. So creepy looking. It's like, like it looks like a fu- it, like it looks like it's a, like a caricature of a haunted movie set. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. The plantation home's no longer there, but the road leading up to it is still there. That's what it was. Okay. And yeah, it's. Um, it's the, what's the road that they used to shoot the Forrest Gump? Oh, the the chase, a uh, run Forrest. That one, yeah, that's where on that run road Forrest run is where that line was shot, brother. Speaking of speaking of Forrest Gump, let's. I'm glad you had a good time on your vacation. Thank At you. one it point, you told time. me. One point, you told me that um, you took a 36 pound dump, and I was very jealous. Oh, dude, um, it was. <laughs> gnarly bro so let me <laughs> let me tell you why let me tell you why so we that day we'd eaten food you know we had a fucking like southern brunch you know it's out butterbanding butter biscuits and gravy you know Honey. awesome we're in South Carolina baby uh-huh. um and then that night we went to this place called Hall's chop house many recommends the there's a few of them. The main one is in Charleston. There's also one in Columbia. Holy shit. Fantastic. All right. Fantastic steak. Um, and the service was amazing. Let me just say they yeah. do a great job. Hall's Chop House. So, you know, a shitload of meat and the sides and the this and the that. And then the next day. All right, brother. All right. We get it. We get it. Back to what I was saying about <laughs> Forrest Gump. I've been thinking about uh, uh, this week uh, on Twitter. I saw Chet Hayes. He ca- he came out and said that he never had a positive male role model in his life. And I'm like loving it. I think that that is such a great dig at Tom Hanks and such a light into their house and doesn't Matt doesn't surprise me at all. Not <laughs> one bit. Where was Tom Hanks throughout all of Chet Hanks's life? Working. He's in the movies. Working. On the road. On the road. 
He's losing 60 pounds. He's gaining 60 pounds. He's got a big bushy beard. Then he doesn't have a big bushy beard. He he's playing a guy with AIDS. Then he's playing a guy, an R worded guy that can run really fast. Like, like he's, he's <laughs> never home. He's and never a home. war hero, not just runs fast. Well, he guess he's a war hero because he runs fast. Whatever. Right. Right. Uh, like, uh, like he's, and so I think Bert Kreischer, as somebody credited Bert for saying, pointing this out, he's like, I think if you get a Tom Hanks, you're going to end up with a Chet, ha- a Chet Hanks. I think it's unavoidable, isn't Good it? Point. A lot of those celebrities have kids that are a little off the reservation. And keep in mind that like I mean, he has Colin Hanks, right? Who yeah. seems to have a, a head screwed onto his shoulders. But at least Colin- publicly. We'll yeah, say. yeah, at least, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know Colin at all, but obviously, but like, uh, but um, he's not. I can tell you, I can tell you that uh, Colin Hanks is not speaking patois on the red carpet at the fucking Oscars. No, That's, he's not selling white boy summer T-shirts. He's not. He's not doing that. Yikes! He's not going on on Instagram talking about um, being anti-vax like. Colin Hanks is not doing that. But then think about Colin Hanks's life. Where was Tom Hanks? Much smaller deal. Much. He was he was laying the groundwork. He was was in silly movies once a year. Like maybe. Yeah. Like 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 he was not the biggest movie star in the world. Right. And and he and I mean, Tom, it is it is interesting to, to just to point out. Tom Hanks got divorced at one point. So there's at least one person out there that fucking hates Tom Hanks, or at least did for a little bit. And it's Colin (laughs) Hanks's mother. And it's Colin Hanks's mom, whoever that is. I've actually, I I think Colin and Chet have the same mom. No, they don't. They don't. Okay. Uh, Rita Wilson is uh, Chet's mom. Okay. Colin has the, the first wife. Okay. There's also a big age gap between them. There's like they're like ten years apart or something. Yeah. And I know Tom has been open with he had a uh not like horrific but rough to not great relationship with his dad. Interesting. Yeah. So he doesn't know how to be a dad other yeah. than just to make money. And also something you got to think about with an actor, and this is more so for the listeners because you know this stuff, but like it's not just the time that you're on set filming. So Tom is on location for three to six months. There's probably three to six months of preparation that led up to that. Right. And then they finish filming. And then whenever, however long it takes, you know, he probably goes right into prep for another movie and then films another movie. And then he's going on a media tour for the previous movie, which (laughs) keeps him on the road for at least a month, takes him to China and all these different places. I mean, it's a fucking, it's a metric dick ton of travel to be as big a star as he is. I mean, so, he's yeah, an institution. Those kids weren't around I mean, him a lot. I mean, he's an institution. He, he, especially with the difference between Colin and Chet, is that Colin was around before it was produced by Tom Hanks. Right. Produced, it's, starring, and directed by Tom Hanks. Before Playtone, like, his uh, production company. Okay, sure. Yeah, like, uh, wow, you knew that right off the top of your dome. I did not know that. Um, uh, anyway, I just thought it was really funny. <laughs> I just thought it was super that Chet is just like talking mad shit about Tom Hanks. And, and it kind of it's like, oh, yeah, that makes a little bit of sense. Yeah, because you're nuts. You're a crazy person <laughs> going onto the fucking red carpet. Hey, what's up, boy? How are you? This is a normal way to talk. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And Tom Hanks is just standing there with a look, like blank look on his face. Like, God damn it. He's doing it again. He's doing it. He's not going to stop doing it. And he's got an Illuminati tattooed on his chest. Illumin- <laughs> like he's got the eye of or the, the triangle, whatever yeah, they yeah. call the pyramid with the eye. Yeah. He's got that on his chest and he's just like always slapping it and talking about his family. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, last week at the Illuminati meeting. 
course, there's oh, also buddy. that whole uh, layer of the internet that thinks Tom Hanks is like in with Jeffrey Epstein and like a secret like lizard person pedophile. Yeah, that, that and that he. It's so insane that he got his Greek citizenship because Greece has no pedophile laws. It was the and big like, one that I heard. And I, and a, I didn't really bother looking up to see if that's true, but I don't think that that's true. Yeah. I mean, maybe 2000 years ago, obviously <laughs> they had a reputation, but like, <laughs> but like, come on, man, it's 2021. There's no way that that's not a, a law. I don't believe you. Also, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> anyway. The man won back-to-back Oscars, okay? He he's not fucking kids. Oscars. No, he's 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 a and, and he's an he's an he's an institution. He's too busy to be doing all that shit. Yeah. Where would he find the time? He's literally like if Jimmy Stewart went even further. Yeah. Jimmy Stewart, Humphrey Bogart. Some of those names like he's literally up there. Yeah, I oh, think. dude, he's he's a god. It's the same way. Like, you know, every industry has the luminaries in uh-huh. football. It's Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Roger Staubach in my book, Troy Aikman. Yeah, you know what I mean? He's definitely up there. Yeah. Pro wrestling, uh, Hulk Hogan, The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Ric Flair, you know, fucking Humphrey Bogart, Jimmy Stewart, Robert De Niro, Tom Hanks. The biggest of all time. They're all men. Notice that. Well, I was talking about the men specifically. I mean, we can get into the women because there's some. Who are you going to name like three people? For women movie stars? I'm joking, dude. I'm just being an asshole. (laughs) Liz Taylor? Are you kidding me? (laughs) uh, What's her name from uh, Wizard of Oz? Oh, fuck yeah. Judy Garland? Judy Garland. Huh. Oh, fucking Barbara Streisand. Meryl Streep. My my students didn't know who Barbara Streisand is or like they were just I was I was trying to tell them the story about where she had the gum in her mouth and then she stuck it under a a stool and then they looked and checked and there was no gum there. Uh, You've heard that story, right? Yeah, I forgot about it. It's a great story. I will say maybe in their defense a little bit. She has not done much work in like the last 15 to 20 years. I know. I know. But it's still like, come on. It's Barbara Streisand. True. Very true. Look it up. How do you avoid that name? (laughs) Google it. Our generation definitely knows her best from being made fun of by South Park. Yeah. Yep. That's true. (laughs) The giant dinosaur. Also, right. Something. Yes. Okay, yeah. That was <laughs> something her. that blows my mind is when I think of Barbara Streisand, I think of her as a singing actress, a musical theater actress. Shocked to find out she's only been in two Broadway shows and has never won a Tony Award. That doesn't surprise me, though. I just always felt like, oh, she wants she was like. I don't know. I guess it's just in my mind. She I know was. she was in Hello, Dolly. I mean, come on. Yeah. In my mind, she was the Broadway fucking dominated one Tony's and then went to the silver screen. Not the case. No, she was in two shows. She was in Nice Work If You Can Get It and Funny Girl nominated for a Tony for Funny Girl lost to whom I can't remember, but it was like another big time super fucking megastar. And then she went into movies and fucking. And Lady Gaga just stole that fucking format. Yeah, pretty much. Why not? <laughs> yeah, Lady Gaga's good, man. I'm not shitting on. I'm not. Shitting I haven't on the seen lady. House of Gucci. Have you seen House of Gucci? I've it heard so nothing stupid. but bad things. I've heard that it all stems from the fact that it's an awful script. And like she uh, she was just on this press tour Talking about how hard she acted in that movie, and then I and then I it just turned me off. I'm like, you people are like, it's like, okay, guys, there's only so much that we can just like, like caricaturize Italian people. 
Like, I get that it's a joke, like, and it's a meme on the internet to make fun of Italian people and make it. I was just talking to my parents last week about how Italians are like made fun of by my generation because we were talking about the groups of white people that different white people make fun of and generations. <laughs> they were talking about how they made fun of Polish people when they were younger. I was about to say the boomers <laughs> fucking used to shit on Polish people, man. <laughs> and I was like, well, we make fun of Italians. And they're like, why? I was like, because they're fucking criminals and like and and, ridiculous. Ridiculous people. Yeah, they're, have you met an Italian? Like we used to live next door to a family of Italians. You remember them? They were awesome, but they were ridiculous. Like <laughs> I'm not gonna say their name, but like they they were really fucking odd. They were they were just like every time you. I would love to go over to their house for Halloween or not Halloween for holidays because there'd be like 50 people there. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and, it was, and, and everyone knew each other really well. Their house was like the first time that somebody did the circle game to me. I was like nine years old. And he goes, hey, look at the circle under my belt. Uh, and the guy and I was and I looked and then he punched me and he called me the F word. And then he goes, hey, you little uh, F word. And I was like, what? <laughs> oh, my God. There's a grown man did that to me. A grown man with with whose children were at this event. And his and children the, were like, ha ha. Yes, him. the kids, the kids were like, oh, did you get him and call him the F word? And he was like, yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, my God. I yeah. Like, what so. is this? And they're like, it's a game that we play. <laughs> you can do it, that to people. Fucking <laughs> Italians, man. What do you want me to tell you? We took out uh, the second part, but I continued that game well into college. Oh, dude. I did the circle game like a motherfucker. Matt Buchanan got me so many fucking times. I got him one time. In that fucking that year that we lived together and all that time we spent together, I got him once and it was during curtain call of Arcadia. <laughs> I walk hey. out for the curtain call and he's looking dead at me and I have it down like right on my thigh and and I see him look down and then look back at me and I see him mouth. You fucking son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was so, so proud of stupid. myself. So stupid. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Italians, man. Italians. Uh, back to making fun of Italians. No, how so? But there's Gucci... only so. It's like it's uncomfortable whenever I see Lady Gaga going father, son, and house of Gucci. And like in Jared Leto in a fat suit, it, like for no First reason. Higher fat actors. Second of all, have you ever seen Paolo Gucci? He's or... not fat. He's not a he's not fat. He doesn't look like that. And he's not a fucking over the top caricature of a person. No, I mean, he dresses like a Gucci, but like he's fucking Gucci, but he doesn't. He's not. When I saw a picture of that guy, I was like, why did they make him fat in the movie? Why do they make him look fucking ridiculous? I'm okay. Uh, The fucking Jared Leto train, the Jared Leto ship has sailed. He was another one on that press tour. He did one good thing in his entire fucking career. No, come on. He's been in a couple of good movies. Get real. Okay. Well, I feel like he's jumped the shark as a performer and it's just like over the top in everything he touches now. I mean, yeah, of course he is. He like lost fucking (laughs) grip on fucking reality. He's so... Yeah, but he, um, I don't know. You're right. He's great in Dallas. Come Buyers on, but Club. he was in some, Dallas Buyers Club. He's great. Fight Club. He's great. Yeah. Fucking, uh, what else is he great in? Uh, Requiem for a Dream. Um, uh, what else? I mean, he's, I he's figured some, it out. He does some real shit. Little things. That was a more recent one that he did that was pretty good. I what? have a phrase that I use all the time, and I, I always say it's the worst thing you can do. And in whatever line you're in is to start believing your own bullshit. Oh, buddy. Have you seen his cult? Yeah. He is a cult. Jared Leto believes his own bullshit. Oh, buddy. That is why he is a goddamn. It's not working. It's not working. (laughs) I I remember reading another one. I'm still talking about the House of Gucci press tour. Uh, he's like, I was practically drinking marinara sauce. It's like, dude, don't don't say that. Don't ever say that. Don't ever say that. That's so a nobody does that. B, like, what the fuck are you talking about? 
you were drinking marinara sauce? Ew. That is like, like a out of weird a wine method. glass or a coffee mug or like a sippy cup. How is how is it coming? I'm going to go ahead and say I would prefer Jeremy Strong's method of acting to a guy chugging marinara sauce. Another and weirdo. According, and according to fucking uh, uh, reports from like Will Smith and Margot Robbie, like him sending used condoms to them and shit. Yeah. Dead rats. Good God. Yeah. I'd much rather just uh, fucking shoot a fucking show with self-isolationist Jeremy Strong. What a fucking weirdo that guy is, too. Oh, yeah. He takes himself very seriously. <laughs> He's that. I love that you, you a you finished succession. Yes. And then B, uh, two months later, you read that bonkers <laughs> profile of him. Well, I didn't want to dive into shit until I'd seen it. It's <laughs> if you guys haven't read the New Yorker uh, profile of Jeremy Strong. Go for it. If you want to see <laughs> a, a weirdo actor, be a weirdo. My favorite part is whenever his wife tries to cover for him and is like, no, he's great at the house. We love him here. And then like the next paragraph, he's like, uh, Jeremy says, otherwise he is <laughs> isolated and doesn't really help out much during production at the house and, and like lists all those shitty things he makes his wife. Basically, his wife just has to do everything whenever he's in production, oh, which God. whatever. I mean, yeah, she signed up for the fucking game and she's covering for him. But like, it, it's just funny that he goes out of his way to be like, no, 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 no. I don't. I'm not a good father. <laughs> <laughs> I see that word for word, but every marriage and every you know, thing is like, you know, it's its own set of rules and its own set of circumstances. You know, when my, I can say when my dad was uh, hot and heavy in his career, when I was young, you know, my mom definitely just, you know, she took over the household and everything. I remember, you know, when I was, you know, her starching his uniforms and us as kids helping put his like his uh, pins and stuff on his uniform. Yeah, he was working a shitload. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, and, and you, that's just the way it is sometimes. It is, it is, but it's different, I think, when like you're an Jeremy's, actor, <laughs> yeah, when you're an actor and Jeremy's job is to like, or what he Pretend. perceives to be his job is to like fully physically and mentally encompass these given circumstances that are a it's a fucking TV show, number one, so it's heightened reality. So it's not shit that you want to fucking experience. And he's like willingly experiencing it. Ugh. You know what and, I'm saying? It, like, yeah, I know. I've watched the whole thing. It's nuts what he puts himself through. Yeah. And he's really great in the show. I was about to say, he's like really you said great. last night, it gets results. It's like, it's like, God, he sounds annoying. But what? I mean, whatever is working. Yeah. Whatever works, working. man. Go for it. <laughs> Fucking shit, you little goblin looking dude. The other thing about Jeremy's strong to me is that he is not special looking. No, and most Hollywood actors are like they're they're like very like it. I don't know. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about? I he's think like he's the, he's, he's a, a grinder. Face. Yeah, he's he, a his grinder. No, his face is not interesting looking. He. He he doesn't have very distinctive features. He very like he he could be nobody, and you would never. He could he could easily be an extra that just bleeds into the background, but he's just so into it and bizarre. And he's obviously like the lead, so the cameras are yeah. focused on him. But like, but like he's just I don't know. I love the guy. I love that yeah. he's just not special looking, but is doing this incredible thing. I love that he doesn't think that it's a comedy. At all. Yeah. <laughs> I love mean, that. Meanwhile, it's hilarious. Like it is laugh out loud funny. The, the interviewer is just like, so you don't think it's funny at all? And he goes, well, like funny, like it's a weird situation. Oh, no, like, he no. says funny, like Chekhov is funny. 
yeah, that's what he said. And he goes, no, funny as in it makes me laugh out loud. <laughs> funny as in Chekhov is funny. First of <laughs> Chekhov all, Chekhov is not funny. Chekhov wrote some of those plays <gasps> to have a lot of humor in them, but then Stanislavski directed them to be just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, actually, maybe. If Maybe. You're, he, you know, Jeremy's approaching it like Stanislavski <laughs> and the rest of the world is approaching it like Chekhov, then sure, we can go that route. <laughs> ah, damn. Incredible. Oh, incredible. God. Oh, man. Well, should we break into the segments? It's been it's been a minute. Yeah, dude. Fucking a. Let's drop that recommendsies theme. We're all going to die. It's our only guarantee. Just to pass the time, I suggest you listen to me. It's the Matt on that podcast recommendation. All right, folks. Uh, I'm going to recommend. I'm jumping right in. Yep, I it. interrupted you. I didn't You're mean good, to do bro. that. I just <laughs> I just went ahead and started, and I went for it. I'm going to still keep talking. Uh, I recommend that you play video games on whatever setting is the most fun. Fuck all the haters. Have fun. You paid for it. That's the lesson I learned this weekend, and I learned it the hard way. Use cheap codes. Do whatever it takes. Have a blast. Have a ball. Don't play on. Don't you, you have nothing to prove to anybody when it comes to video games. Video games are dumb. They are meant to be dumb. They are not meant to be like, I mean, not, not that like uh, the work is that goes into making them is dumb, but like they are meant for you to be meditative and zoned out and having fun, not having a stroke, not <laughs> screaming at your, at your television, not throwing things down, not walking away from things going. I just need to look at something else right for like 30 minutes. Um, none of that. You don't need to do any of that. You can just change it to easy. And then it's really fun. And that's my big recommendation. That's my recommendation. Also, I watched a weird movie today called King starring Timothy Chalamet and uh, Robert Pattinson. And they played some medieval knights. And it's really good. Watch King. It's on Netflix. Those are my recommendations. Take it away. Fantastic. I'm recommending to you today a podcast called distractible okay so are you familiar matt with the speaking of video games the video most famous for his video game content uh youtuber named markiplier nope all right real name mark fishbach from cincinnati ohio now lives in los angeles california it's um markiplier and his two really good friends wade and bob wade and bob wade bob and mark so the whole premise is one person is the host. It's a contest, essentially. Uh-huh. And they'll have a topic, whatever that topic may be. And two of the people will um, compete to see who tells the better story. Uh-huh. And the host of that, speci- whoever's the host of that episode will divvy up points and decide who wins, who told the better story. And then whoever wins is the host next week and gets to divvy out the points and pick the winner. But really what it all is about is, you know, whatever the topic is, they pick some, these guys tell fantastic stories, like real, not, not like they're writing stories, like shit that like one was like uh, lies. Your parents told you as a kid, Um, other ones like biggest wastes of money. Uh, you know, like, and then there was this one that's probably like their most famous in terms of everything I've read on the internet. The story about Bob's fridge when like Bob orders this new fridge and the guys deliver it, but it has a giant dent in it. So he has to send it back. Blah, 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 blah. It's fucking hysterical. Like I'm driving it through North Carolina, listening to this Bob tell the story of his fridge and like the delivery guys who like were dragging it through his backyard and they like bust a pipe in his irrigation system. So he's got this brand new, like multi-thousand dollar fridge with like an irrigation system that's shooting water up into the sky with these two guys that are like just trying to put like 
like in plants and bowls over this pipe to get it to stop working. Meanwhile, his brand new fridge is sitting in a puddle of mud and he's like freaking the it's hysterical. I'm driving through North Carolina, like crying, laughing, listening to this fucking shit. It's so good. I love the podcast it. I love is it. so good. What's it called I, again? Distractible. Distractible. Yes. I'm going to look at one of those things where you have to pull over almost. A couple of times, like I literally almost had to pull into a gas station or something because I was laughing so fucking hard. I There's... almost had to pull over today listening to Comedy Bang Bang last week. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. There was nice. this person on playing a bro. It was just so confusing. It was a bro who has cut his dick off <laughs> because it feels like everyone's mad at me for having a dick. So I cut it off and then the whole thing just sort of it was just so chaotic and nuts. And then it ends with the host, Scott Ackerman, taking the dick that the guy had cut off, dipping it into guacamole, but then choking on the dick. <laughs> Damn near. I had to I almost had to pull off to the shoulder. I was laughing so hard. Like, like it's getting tunnel vision. <laughs> That's fucking great. Oh, dude, this one it was telling a story. I forget if it was Bob or Wade. But talking about when he was 14 and he was dating this girl, he'd been dating her for a couple of years, but like they'd never had sex, but they'd messed around. And like one day she comes to him and is like, I'm late. I haven't got my period yet. Can you get me a pregnancy test? And they're both just like, we haven't even had sex. How'd you get pregnant? And so like 14 year old. I wonder lady. 14 year old has to he has to go to the fucking uh, store buy a pregnancy test and he's super nervous. So he lies to the cashier and says <laughs> it's for his mom. <laughs> and then he rides his bike back home with a pregnancy test and a plastic Kmart bag. And his mom meets him in the driveway. He's like, what's that? And he goes snacks and runs inside. <laughs> Oh, it's, my God. Obviously, it's people telling stories from their life, so I'm not going to do justice to them telling the yeah. stories, but it's a really good fucking podcast, and I really suggest everybody check it out. Try it out. Try it out. Distractable. There you go. There's our recommendsies, man. You have a donut. You have a donut at me. Um, I mean... <sighs> I could take or leave it. I have one ready to go, but it's I don't feel too strongly about it right now. All right. You go ahead, hit me up with yours, and then I'll hit you up with mine. Don't have me, bro. 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 Do not have me, bro. Oh, yeah. Do not have me, bro. Do not have me, bro. Don't do it. Don't have me, Sam Levison, with this whole bullshit about you not having a shot list before you show up to shoot on film. Your 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 premier drama, or your your prestige drama on HBO, Euphoria. Sam Levinson is claiming that he shows up to set and doesn't have a shot list ready. He says that he doesn't have a shot list ready. And Matt, I finished season one of Euphoria last night. After watching it, I believe that. <laughs> shit is unfocused it is it is the it is the hackiest <laughs> fucking show on the planet earth have you heard of kids have you heard of suburbia have you heard of every other fucking thing that this has been before the the, the basketball diaries the, the the name of fucking thing about te- teenagers doing drugs can we, I mean, I, look, this is an old, now also, I am an old man now. I, that's the other thing about Euphoria is that it makes me feel fucking ancient. But like, like, good Lord, it's so absurd. It, it is such a, every, I watched the season finale of season one last night. And Matt, I thought that episode was over like five different times because of all <laughs> of the needle drop moments. Like, you know what I mean by needle drop? Oh, the needle scratch. Well, no, like, no, needle drop. Like, where it's like you drop the needle on the record at a very specific moment. Like, 
Oh, if I see what you mean. The well, music cue comes right in. If there. it's done well, it works really well. But he does this like four times in every episode. And so every episode feels like it's over like 20 minutes into it. And then you're like, wait, there's 40 minutes left. What the fuck else do they have to say? What else are they going to do? And then they keep being shitty. <laughs> Which you like, whatever. I mean, I'm not mad about uh, the content, but but. I just think, like, how many times do we have to watch a story about teenagers doing drugs? Is it ever going to? I mean, it's so like, fuck. And the other thing is that I wish people would just talk about it as if that is what it is. I don't know. It's good. It's well done and shit. I just think it's much more shallow than people are, are people are giving it a ton of credit for being this like like amazing artistic they shoot it on film they play arcade fire songs they they like and it's just like fucking tell the story in a way that makes sense please which they kind of do i don't know it's just it's just so like there's so many cringeworthy moments in it and not like in a not in a way where it's done on purpose. At least I don't think it's done on purpose. There's like at one point, some girls like you just sound like one of these subreddit uh, nice guys that are on the Internet. It's like nobody fucking talks like that. Like, I don't know. But it, it's just <laughs> shut up. Get offline. Like, <laughs> like, like, like write it, write something. Do, like instead of having the addict just always, always, like always just return to the shit. Like, give them a while where they don't. I, I'm just fascinated with with that story almost more so than the guy that keeps going back to snorting pills. Like, come on. Boring. Don't at me, Sam Levison. Write down a fucking shot list before you show up and make your sloppy TV. Don't I at mean, me, bro. That's what made some of the character arcs. Like, Shameless was a show about people in you know that start abuse with alcohol and drugs at very young ages because of like a shitty household that they grow up in and how they just can't get out of their own way but there's a couple arcs in that show that are super fucking interesting one that goes completely down the wrong path and one who actually gets sober and watching his struggle to stay sober way more interesting than if he would have you know he does have a couple of relapses but he always gets back to being sober and yeah he's, you know just the nature of the show he still gets in his way a lot but like his watching his journey to stay sober super fucking interesting i'm also just like kind of over the whole staying sober genre it's well, like that was only one storyline in the show but I was saying, like what you were saying, like it's more That's a huge part of Shameless. That's a be huge more part of interested Shameless. in. Uh, you were saying be more interested in seeing them not go back to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like be, watching someone be resilient is more fun than watching someone just give up all the time, and right. especially when it's told in such. I just think it's such a sloppy show. Is the thing like it's like there are good performances and it looks it looks pretty great. But uh, and Zendaya is very good, but yeah. it, but that's but that's she's safe. She's the only interesting. She's the only part that I like, really. Everyone else I can take or leave. Oh, well, there you go. Mod Apatow. Mod Apatow is like rank is like second credited. And I could not figure out who the fuck she was until the eight until the seventh episode. Oh, shit. Like, I couldn't tell, like, which one is, like, I've been watching Maud Apatow perform since she was literally a baby. (laughs) And it's so it's like, what? She's in this show? And she's second build? What? Number two on the call sheet? What the fuck? She's she's the only one that's a real name other than Zendaya. Yeah. Everybody else is going to be famous because of it. But, like, this show's Zendaya. And right. Mod Apatow. Right. Well, fucking hey, interesting as shit. But you know what? Along the same lines, I'll say, don't at me to an entire group of people. Don't at me people who believe their own bullshit. 
We talked about Jared Leto earlier. He firmly falls into this category. When I say people that believe their own bullshit, I'm talking about those people that uh, reach a certain level of acclaim that they think they can do no fucking wrong. They don't have a person that's sitting there with them saying, you know what? I don't think that's a very good idea. Maybe you don't do that. They don't have that person. They live in an echo chamber of their own self-righteousness, and they believe everything that comes out of their fucking mouth. You mentioned Arcade Fire. They firmly very much believe their own bullshit, and that's coming from somebody who likes them or at least used to like them. I've heard way too many stories. Remember when I read when I found that fucking uh, contract writer? With all their their writer, with all their backstage <laughs> demands that were just like, oh, these people love themselves. Didn't they like need an easel with watercolors? Yeah, it was like an easel with watercolors and acrylic to be used as an artistic outlet because I'm just exploding with so much art all the time that this two hours I spend in this room before I go on stage to, for to play my art i might just have to paint some art because i just gotta get it out i gotta get it out fucking get it out you yeah you believe your own bullshit okay (laughs) you believe sam levinson sounds like he believes his own. oh he does (laughs) there's so many people out there vince mcmahon believes his own bullshit and is surrounded by an entire company that won't tell him to stop. Oof. That's a rough one, you know. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't at, me, at me. Don't at me, bro. If you're out there believing your own bullshit, if you don't have that piece in the back of your mind that says, huh, maybe this isn't good. Or maybe I can look at it from a different angle. Or maybe I should listen to somebody else. Don't at me, bro. You believe your don't. own bullshit at me bro we don't have any new mail that's okay tom can only send so many emails i uh I, he's got a I, job he he's a lawyer he he reads books <laughs> um i used our i used our email for a, a peacock um <laughs> trial hey there you go. that's fine it's all good with me dude i was uh, watch the super bowl i may have i may have i don't know I was hoping after you said that, I was like, man, I hope I really didn't sign up for any like fucking porn trials with our fucking porn trials. You pay for porn. You no, know. I'm never. I'm joking. Um, it was a bad. It was C plus at best. C plus. <laughs> you like my grade I sent you last night? Yeah, you fucking asshole. I thought that was a good joke. Nah, it was all right. So um, last night, Matt, I'm texting Matt trying to figure out when we're going to fucking record this thing. And he says, uh, either in the morning or in the evening. And I texted back, our technician will be with you sometime between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. And he was like, what technician? And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> I was like, is something wrong with his internet? And something's always wrong with my internet. I was like, maybe... <laughs> That, that was the crux of the joke was that you spent three days waiting for somebody to come fix your internet. <laughs> ah, follow me at MattBerry06 on Facebook, on, on Instagram and Twitter at Matt on Matt Pod on Instagram. Brand new Instagram page. I've got some ideas of some stuff I'm going to do. I just got some fucking uh, microphones and audio equipment for video. I'm going to make some videos. I'm going to talk a little bit about me, uh, you. I'm going to be in Texas in April, and I'd like to film some stuff with you. Um, And yeah, it's going to be it's going to be great. I have an idea right now. I'm going to tell the origins. I want to go sit at the bar at Havelina where this idea where this idea of us doing this show. And I want to sit at that bar and tell the story of Billy Bush and put it on the Instagram page. I'm, I'm going to try to do some stuff. I'm going to try to have some fun with it. And uh, yeah, watch them charge that. us. They're going to charge us. She probably will. They <laughs> be like, yeah, you can do this for $10,000. <laughs> oh, dude. No, actually, I went and fucking um, I did a pickup order there the other day. I went in and then Dre came up and was like, you should have told me I had a comped it. And I was like, oh, no, nah, come on, man. He was like, well, here, have a shot on the house. I was like, OK, <laughs> yeah, sure, dude. 
I'll take what I can get. So I had a nice shot of Casamigos and came home and ate my enchiladas and Tejas in my underwear. Yum. So good. All right. Um, yeah, follow me at Twitter field at matters on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram following has uh, died, died out a, re- a little, a little bit recently. I'm, I think I've been posting too many fucked up things and people are getting sick of it. I don't um, know, dude. I really enjoy your fucking meme output. <laughs> it's good shit, right? I think it's fucking hilarious. Okay. Sometimes my mom texts me and she gets mad and it's really funny. <laughs> Oh, I think we got some fucking uh, we got some new followers on the podcast page. Oh, Jessica, yeah. Jessica Rosenthal, Austin Mays and Zach Blackwell now officially following the pod on Instagram. Fucking titties, baby. Um, One of these days, we're going to start that Patreon. We're going to start getting a couple of bucks in our pocket, bro, bro. Uh, we didn't talk about um, we didn't talk about the Super Bowl at all. Oh, Fuck me running. Should we do that real quick? Let's do a even let's do a side story. Yeah, sure. A little a short one. Yeah, we'll do a little uh, Matt on Matt shorty or something like that. Okay, whatever we want to call it. I don't know. We'll we'll come up with a name. All right. Well, I'm Matt (laughs) and I'm Matt. Get ready for that shorty by the Super Bowl (laughs) two weeks later. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> 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 right. Adios.